Welcome to Two Rock Radio. This is our 2022 year review and what our goals are for 2023. So sit back, relax, and have fun with us tonight. Welcome to Two Rock Radio. I'm Jeff and this Stephanie is here with me. We're coming to you live tonight from the Ridge at our house at Two Rock Ridge Farm. Steph, how you doing? Good. Wood stove's going, so I'm always happy with that. It's 110 in here. Not yet, but it will be. It's big. Wood stove is we going. We can. See, I can see it right now. <sighs> God, she gets it so hot in here. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. The cats melt. It's unbelievable. So by that he needs awesome. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've done a podcast. We realize that we get a little bit busy over the holidays. We apologize for not doing a podcast, but we're going to be a little bit better in 2023. That's actually one of our goals. Ooh, promises, promises. Well, one of the things is we'll touch on it later, but one of the things is I got to learn to edit. The first thing we want to go through tonight is kind of a year in review of what we did in 2022. You guys kind of followed along, kind of saw what we did, but kind of a brief synopsis of what we accomplished. Um, Steph, what do you, what, in your opinion, what do you think of some of the biggest things we got accomplished this year? We had a lot of animals. We did pigs this year, which was something we haven't done for a couple of years. They're delicious, so don't regret it, except for the raising the pigs part, probably. It was a very muddy, muddy, muddy year, so it was a big mess, but the meat came out great. Did meat birds, still have layer chickens, still have all the cows. And we'll have those for a while. Big expansion animal wise year for us. So that was kind of a big thing. And I guess for me, um, the biggest things that we did was we put a lot into infrastructure. The biggest thing that we did was we laid about 600 feet of water line, about five feet underground and got water to where we needed to be. We also updated the water in our barn which provides us water year round without having to worry about it freezing. That was a big thing, Um, quite a bit of expense, but it was worth it in the long run. Yes, it served us well so far. We also expanded pasture, which is a lot of infrastructure. Um, Where we're putting pasture now is a little bit easier than where we're going we're not going through the woods so much um we're going more into reclaiming old discontinued pasture that had been multiple other things um but now it's going back into pasture and the cows seem pretty happy about that we bought um multiple fences uh we uh gates i meant gates and we put in gates so we gives us access through the fences that's actually more important than you think um being able to easily get in and out with uh yourself equipment tractors utvs trucks Mm. to be able to get in and service your animals 
Um, so we, that's probably to me was the amount of infrastructure that we, that we did. Mm-hmm. But speaking of gates too, that's jumping ahead to a goal probably for 2023. We only have one gate to get in with the Highland cows. So we need to add at least one more gate to get in. Yes. We have more than one gate to get in with the belties. So it's a little bit easier. We, what I liked is that we were able to get a lot of this done. Um, I'm not going to say on the cheap, but we were able to get it done economically with uh, being a little bit creative with things. And it only took two of us. Yes. Yeah. Well, your dad was well, a big. The water line did not take two of us. No. <laughs> My dad definitely helped a lot with the water line. Um, for about two weeks at the in the middle of the fall, her father, who owns an excavator, came here. And basically for the cost of diesel, he did a ton of projects, not only here, but mm-hmm. at the place next door that we help out with, with our niece and uh, her husband. So we he started over there we worked this way and there was a lot of our projects done to include the uh the setting up of a road for our son who's going to be building a house here mm-hmm. so that include that was included a lot in our in 2022. so we're kind of not a uh dwell on the past look in the rearview mirror kind of people but we did it, it is kind of cool to be here at this point. What was today's date? January 10th. The 10th of January and to look back and to look over the course of 2022, where we were at this point last year to where we are now. Um, we have more animals that we're taking care of. We have a lot more infrastructure. And one other kind of big change for the past seven years, eight years, we've worked with another farm uh, who has basically done a lot of the work here as far as haying and harvesting crops and planting crops. And this fall, we decided that it's time for us to take over and work our own property. So that's going to be a big thing for 2023. The split was amicable. It It was. was. It was very, it was just it was it was just time for we had gotten our goals had kind of gone to di- both farms had kind of goals have gone in different directions and there was no problem and w- they still will work with us on doing different projects mm-hmm. but we it's, now it's a have big big change for us for this year and i guess that's probably a good transition point at, to turn into what our goals are for 2023 Okay, so our goals for 2023 for here on the farm. Uh, We really, actually, we have, (laughs) it started out with a small list that started, that we started making around Christmas Eve, and it's kind of gotten longer and longer and longer. (laughs) It always starts with a small list. I love lists. Steph is a list person. I'm a more of a calendar, get this done on this day type person. Um, But that's just how our personalities are. And it work, actually works out pretty well. So since we were just talking about it, the big thing is taking over all the property, doing it by ourselves. 
we have we basically it takes about one field is about 12 acres another field is about five acres another field that's about five acres so we're gaining about our responsibility is about now gained about 20 acres plus or minus and we were i think farming some of that before not all of it but we were we were doing some of it before but now we're doing all of it and and part of that too is hay for the cows so one of the, our biggest fields the 12 yep. acre field that's going to go back to hay and it hasn't been hay for probably five or six years but it's it's a good hay field to give the little bit of just a little bit of back it's all this ground has been dirt since it was hay for a long 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 time but in the last few years last five years at least it's been under cultivation which means it stayed dirt mm. so if you drive by here like right now you're going to see a lot of bare ground and that's because we're in that transition there's no cover crops which is one of our goals for the future not not right now it's too cold you can't plant a cover crop but our goal one of our goals in the future in the fall is to do cover crops to help prevent some of the erosion we live lost a lot of our topsoil that we're kind of raking back into the fields out of the ditches at this point and i guess that's the core thing that changed between the two farms they've gone they've gone more commercial and we're They're going a much larger production farm and we're than go, we are. and we're going back to more of uh small surgical, scale small scale surgical strikes here we are we have this we have this and it's doable we just have to change the model of how we're doing things mm -hmm. and one of that is to give the ground a rest and you have to do that one for like steph's mentioned was erosion the other thing is to put nutrients back into the ground and build your soil back up. So we're going back to that. We're still gonna do our pumpkin crop, but it's gonna be on a much, much smaller scale. And we're gonna mix in, we're gonna do some sister planting. Mm -hmm. It's called the three sisters. We're gonna do squash. We're gonna do corn. We're gonna do beans. That will grow, that grows. It's a very, very old Native American type of growing that the complementary mix that's yes that's exactly what i'm trying to do yes all of it can be either be used for human consumption or we could take stuff out of it and feed our animals with so we're going to e that either way that benefits us if we're making money on it or we're not and i think that's also kind of our different approach than the farm that we were working with before is it's not a hundred percent about making money. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love money. So anyone who wants to give us some, but we on board. <laughs> but, Whereas, but where, it doesn't how that have money to like our, our animals all have a purpose, but they don't immediately make us money. We play the long game. Yeah. And sometimes you need, and the and what it is, is that by doing, growing some of our own feed, the example this year was the pigs was mm -hmm. we were able to cut our cost of feeding the pigs in half by feeding them the crops that we had here.
and it worked out well. And we have different breeds of pigs this year that uh, I'm going to shout out right now to Bauman Farm in Bucksport. We got their um, large black and old spot pigs and the meat is amazing. This farm for... I think we talked about them a little bit before. Just to, just to touch on it again, this is a farm that a pig farm that these guys go to, that they have, they, they raise pigs for a living. And you would not know when you enter their property that it's a pig, that farm. it's a pig farm. It's amazing. They're doing such a great job. Their process is how they do it is just at some point we need to have them come down and do a podcast with them. Mm-hmm. They're very nice people. They're extremely nice. Yeah. They, they have a few YouTube videos. They're definitely on Facebook. I think it's Bauman Homestead. Bauman Homestead. On Facebook. And animal tag it for us. And they are just extremely nice people. He's retired military. It's just it, it But these pigs were like the the fat content with us doing nothing different than we've ever done before. Just the pork is so good. We've never it's had so good. We've sold quite a bit of it so far, and everyone that has come back, it, our response back has been off the charts. They're like, we don't even, you can't, and it's not even the way people are cooking it because we've heard different ways of people are cooking it, mm-hmm. and all of it is coming back extremely well. We cook the bacon, the the, the smoke products out of the pigs are good. Mm-hmm. It's been... We're going to take a break for the pigs a while because we want yeah, to learn how... We need to how... move our pig pasture because, again, it was a very muddy year. It was a very smelly year. And that's so... not how we operate. You know, yeah. Out of all this, I would even call it close to a failure, not in the pigs, but mm. just in how we present. We want to present the pigs in a, in a very nice way. Often we'll have pigs head up and they'll be, oh, do you have pigs? Yeah, sure. Head on up. Go check them out. This year, no way. It was so muddy and just so smelly. And it wasn't the pig's fault. And it wasn't our fault. We were It done. just was the year because it was just so We couldn't keep wet. up. We could not keep up with putting the organics yeah. back in the keep. Because you can't put raw lime in with pigs because that'll burn their feet and that'll burn their feet and it just was awful so we need to change the mode we want we want to change how we do it we did throw in with some wood chips we threw in some hay like we were were doing everything we could dry leaves from the woods it just oh and then it was a mess and then it would rain for two days the meat turned out great that's that's what's important that's what's important (laughs) so a little bit of so out of out of a failure, we got we got a positive. Right. We, we actually we learned got some stuff. Yeah. We learned what we don't want to do. We like, and we know we need to move to a new location if we do pigs again, which we typically do anyway. So that's actually one of our goals this year: is maybe we don't do pigs. Yeah. If we do pigs, we're going to do it on a much smaller scale on another learning curve, and we're going to get Bauman Farms to come down and and at least give us some advice on how to. Uh, do something closer to their model because set we, everything up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. So there's goal number one. 
Uh, goal number two is going back to the land. A lot of cover crop. Uh, we need to start planting grass. And that's what we're going to do. We're, that's going to be a little bit of an investment mm -hmm. to be able to get stuff done the way we want it. When we first came here, grass would grow extremely high um, and mm -hmm. then it tapered off. Yeah, I have, I have pictures of the kids out there. And all you can see are their heads. I mean, granted, they were very young, still like young, like early teens maximum when we actually moved here. And all you can see are their heads because the grass is so tall and thick. And and if you've been great. following, and you and we want to get back to managing our own land. And this was nothing against the farm that we were working with was um, if you've been following anything in the state of Maine, this PFAS thing came up where some of the mm -hmm. farms in the, in the central part of the state had used fertilizer that came from uh, different places that put chemicals in the ground that are called forever chemicals. It's turned into a whole thing. And unfortunately, we showed up on the EPA map not because we had used PFAS, but because in the history of the farm, they had used organic, uh, organic fish meal by fish processing byproducts to spread on the fields. Well, that popped up, but to do that, they needed to log in with EPA and, and fill out that they were going to spread that. Right. I it think literally that was, I basically, think that was because of the distribution it was. network of it. It was like a pretty large distribution network, not necessarily because of the product. We're itself. only about, we're only about 15 minutes. We're only about 15 miles in about 20 minutes drive time from the ocean. What they spread on our fields mm -hmm. to put it bluntly is ground up fish guts. They would process fish. It was a dogfish, which is a small shark. They would take the two fillets off the side. The rest of it went through the grinder. And then everything else came in and got spread on. And what they used for the meal, the meal they used for fertilizer. That's that was, it. That was before we lived here. That was when Jeff's parents still owned the property. But we do remember coming to visit and how bad it smelled. Just like rotting fish. It did. But it grew grass five feet tall it did <laughs> like an excellent fertilizer but that's why you know if you see us come up on the epa maps that's why you it's have to not actually because of the forever chemicals like please don't worry that's one and that's one of the people things... called me this year and asked you... about pfas and i said absolutely not not to my knowledge it's been a family farm for the past like 70 years yes or more yeah definitely no PFAS. And that's why just we wanted to like, we're at a good end. Our niece next door who live in my, who lives in my parents' old house, they actually had their water tested this year just cause, cause they had never had it done since they lived there the last three years. And they tested the water and the water came back perfect. Mm -hmm. It was so with everything we're doing here and with you know, now we're, we're so we're at a good anything point that has happened in the past. I mean, it's still gonna show up. <laughs> so we're at a good point. We know the history. We know what's going on. 
we'd rather just have total control and not have right. to over worry. what's going on our fields and all that it's just it's just more peace of mind for us yeah i think then because this will be a forever anything. farm this is going to be in the land this property will be in the land forever so basically we're that's our goal for one of our goals probably the biggest one is managing the land the way we want to do it the second goal that we have i think that was the second goal okay I the third the oh goal. the third goal yeah oh the third goal we should probably take some notes is about henry oh henry henry my boy so you know so, that we bought in the in no i think this is news to everyone we bought a bull he's so cute we now he's a highland bull he's white he's like a little tiny baby but he's not a baby he's really. now but about, he's a good boy he's now about 16 months 17 months old i think i think he'll be two in the spring yes so we're we're kind of getting close to in maybe three months or so i think he'll be two so he's a he's younger than our highland heifers they are going to be four so he's about two years younger and when we got him he was small young impressionable he still kind of is impressionable but he is growing and we are hopeful he will do his job when the time comes our goal is now we now can officially say and the thing this was a big decision for us mm -hmm. to spend the money this is and we got a considering how the prices went this year we got an extremely good deal working with another local farm the buyer at the buyer at piper's pond in bristol they worked they worked with uh they worked with us and we got an extremely nice bowl and and, and henry is papered that is the one with thing the american highland cattle association that we now can say we have read we will be able to we say have a that registered bull we have a registered bull which now fully lets us make the highlands which everyone loves also if you saw a picture of henry you guys come on he's so cute the highlands will not the highlands will now be a cow calf operation. based operation where we will raise Highland cattle to sell to other people. I mean, we will knock on wood. Knock on wood. Hopefully he does. Cow but we, cow calf. Instead of working them for beef. But That's also what, beef, not the Highlands. Not the, the Highlands. Belties we have dates for. The the our second line is our Belta Galloways. Uh, our Belta Galloways that are don't have, have paper, but you guys have heard about heard before. About before they we know the complete bloodline and they're going to be our beef operation because they already they turn around much quicker than the highlands do and um they we already have beef registered uh, beef ready we're growing beef now that will be able to be sold next okay. fall that one's going to be a hard podcast everyone because i think my boy curly is going to have to go he's so big he has tripled in the size since he got here in the spring he's such a good boy though also just very friendly very calm 
He's always the last one to come in to get food. He's just like, whatever. He's just rolling with it. I love Curly, but he's the biggest steer we have. And in all you look at him, it is going to be, and that's, you have to, you develop these relationships with the animals, knowing what the end game. So you give them, you know what the end point is going to be and what the end game is trying to be. Right. And it's a little bit different with pigs. Like with the pigs, we're like, thank God. They're gone. The pigs are gone. With the cows, it's going to be hard. You know, each one has a different personality. You get, they are, and they're and the all pigs named. do too. But they're all, but the cows have And the have pigs a, all have names. It's just, it's different. Like the, the cows are much more like. We were in with them. Domesticated. We were in with them today. And it's. We put a round bale. We put a round bale in today. And it's much, it's nice to be able to be in there and they come and. Steph distracts them away from the gate with a bucket of grain. She goes. So we can get the tractor in with the round bale on it. So she, after that, it's all chaos. So she dumps the grain down in. I come through with the tractor. I start setting up the round bale and they come over. It's just very nice. You can put your hand on them like, no, not yet. Not yet. They're fascinated by the round bales. So like, what is this? It looks delicious. So, but we got to cut the wrapping off it. Because they're wrapped in plastic and twine. So we cut all the stuff off. We cut the twine off. We get all the sundry stuff out so they won't accidentally eat that. Right. And then we, I take the knife and I run it up the side and just peel open the first layer so that it's easier for them to get into. And it's just nice. They're right there. They're, they're basically not... just crowding around you trying to get to the hay. And the... like they don't care that you're there, that you're there. You can put your hand on them. You can pet them. You can talk to them while they're right there. The Highlands still will back up, except for Henry. Henry's except... more friendly. But yeah, the girls, the heifers, they'll still back away from you if you put your hand out. Despite our best efforts, we're still working on it. But Henry basically is the only Highland that we can make contact with and not have him run away immediately. And the Belties are still a little skittish. So I do have a funny story. This is a story that I want Steph to tell. And this is hysterical. Okay. So it's been icy here. And so I have been, instead of taking the UTV or a vehicle, like there's an angle in our backfield that's, it's, it's an angle and it's rough. The backfield runs downhill. It's... It does run downhill and it's the thought is that we're going to slide into the electric fence for the belties and we don't want to do that that's that's bad no one wants to slide into an electric fence so for a couple days you were at work mm-hmm. when it was icy and so i was here feeding the cows by myself so it's like okay here's my plan i'm going to take our jet sled Right, which is just a, it's just a sled. But anybody who knows what ice fishing is, a jet sled is a great big yeah, plastic it's, it's toboggan. A, yeah, the big toboggan basically, but also it yeah it doesn't have runners on it or anything. It's just a big plastic molded sled. Yeah, so we typically use it for our generator to, when it's really cold, we bring our generator inside. So we 
plunk it in there and haul it in. So anyway, it's time to feed the cows. So I take the empty sled. I haul it over. Now, mind you, this has a rope, but I also put a, a it has shoulder, an extra longer I, strap on it. I put an, a shoulder strap on it, so you're able to put the strap over your shoulders and just walk. Right. So you don't have to pull with your hands, like you don't have to use both your hands to pull the sled. So it's a big, big, like yeah, crossways harness, harness sort of strap. So I have this on. I'm. Okay, I got my, you know, my overalls on, which are insulated, you know, I've got my hat on. The cows are used to this. They know who I am. And so I'm walking over and I get up to the top of the hill by the barn to the highlands. And I see them in the paddock and they're looking at me. And so I, which is typical, they hear me coming. They know what's up. It's food time. And so I get to a certain point and Rosie, the biggest, the biggest one. one, the biggest Highland, decides that this sled, I don't know if it was the noise or the appearance. The sled was terrifying. It was terrifying. And she ran away, closely followed by Willow and Henry. They all just ran away into <laughs> the woods. It peeked out. And then they were just like, I, I could see them and they're still looking at me like, I don't, I, I don't think they were concerned for me, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they were just like, I don't know what's happening and I don't like it. But as soon as I stopped and I took the sled off and the noise stopped, they were fine. Now, I want you to understand that these cattle. Right. Like I'm not intimidating at all. I am five foot two. And these cattle are around. They're within tractors, trucks. trucks. Uh, we have a dumpster next door over there. So they're used to the big trash truck emptying the dumpster. They're used to gunfire, they're gunfire, fireworks, births. any sort of noises whatsoever have never affected. And it appeared thunderstorms. To they have the thunder. Mm -hmm. We really, Emily was home alone one night last summer with the cattle. We got a, we got a pop-up thunderstorm. She jumps out of bed because she didn't know. She remembered her grandfather saying about cows and thunderstorms. And she, we weren't home. And we weren't home. She jumped out of bed, threw her clothes on, jumped in her car and drove to check on all the cows because grandpa used to worry about cows and thunderstorms and all the cows were just like sleeping. They were fine, but somehow the noise of the jet sled on the ice was too much. <laughs> which is, so they had to run away, which if you have, if you, and I know this, if you don't have cattle and if you don't, you probably don't get, but this is hysterical <laughs> in, in our world. This is funny and go on. Okay. So I got done over there with the Highlands. I fed them and the, like, like Hank, they came back pretty quickly. They could see me once I, you know, got rid of the sled. They're like, oh yeah, you're just here to feed us as usual. You're just you. It's cool. Fed them through a bale of hay in the back for the belties. And that's the reason I had the sled is because the icy part of our road is out back between the barn and where, where the belties are. And it's about a quarter of a mile walk through open field. Right. So the Belties can see me coming. They see me. They know it's me. It's it's just me. 
dressed as myself at my usual hour of feeding them. And they're fine until I get within probably 30 feet of them. And then they double also. Stuff. You tell about double stuff. Right. Double stuff. He was the problem child. He was kind of like hopping around a little bit. Like, what is this? What's going on? I don't understand this. And the rest of them were kind of like, okay, I don't know if I like this, but I'm going to stand here and see what happens. And so they all stayed in the paddock. So it was, they, it was perfectly safe and they were totally fine. They didn't run away. And then I lift the strap up over my head and they all freaked out. <laughs> they still stayed in the paddock. But they ran against the back wall. Of but the they were like, what? Okay, so this is like a, what, a two inch like canvas strap that's tied to the jet sled. Yep. That I just took over my head <laughs> and they freaked out. And then they were fine because then I fed them and stuff. But it, it was an amusing thing that just happened that just out of nowhere that I literally can drive into the paddock with a 4,000 pound tractor, diesel tractor running, carrying mm -hmm. a bale of hay. They and do it, not care. I drive around the fence with the UTV to check fence. They follow me. We've had the dump truck in there. We've mm. had lawn pickups in there. Lawnmowers, them. literally they ignore the Nothing. lawnmower. But apparently a jet sled is terrifying. We don't know why. And, and strap. <laughs> we so, don't. In the evening when I went and fed everyone, um, the highlands were fine by the evening because we had gotten a little more snow, so it wasn't so loud. It wasn't so icy, but it was still icy for the Belties, so they were still a little bit skittish. So when I got over there, instead of taking the strap off over my shoulder and over my head, I just dropped it down like a... And stepped out of like, it. Like a hula hoop, just on the ground. And they were fine. So, so that's, it was just knows? an amusing thing that happened recently. That it's, it's a mystery why that was a problem, but they're okay. They're all okay. <laughs> I'm okay. No one got out. <laughs> it's all good. We probably goal number four for this year. Okay. So we've kind of got a little bit sidetracked, but keep it on track of goals. What? We do it. We, we do. Because this we actually enjoy doing this. This is literally the conversations that Steph and I have while we're sitting here at the house at night. Um, goal number four for this year. And we've... I think, yes. I think that's four. Yeah. yeah. We... And this is a lot of little projects all lumped into one. We now have been here... Well, it's 2023... We built the house. We moved into the house in 2012. Yes. So now we've been, okay. this will be, the, this year we'll be going into our 11th year of living in our log cabin. Um, some people call it the Ford on the Hill. Some people call it the Ford on the Ridge. It is a big, big log cabin. It's really not. It's like a regular size log cabin. But it looks because of the where it's location, it looks like a fort. We yeah. have a walkout basement on the back, so it looks a lot bigger. And that's in the the way we have 
transom windows and stuff like that, people call it. So we've been here over 10 years, and it doesn't seem like it. It see, doesn't seem like we're at this point. But all of a sudden, we're like, oh, I had to fix this, and I had to like fix that. Steph had to fix a couple of things while I'm at work. I'm like, why are these things? We've been here over 10 years, and things are starting to like get a little bit, okay, you, the house is well used. Hmm. So there's a lot of us. It we we have four kids, you know. We had four kids living away, so now they're right, gone. Right, right. So now we need to start putting some time back into the and maintenance into our house. So rolled into that next door, we have my father's shop, which has been a family icon for since he built it in 1976. He opened the business in 1976, built the shop in 75. It basically hasn't changed. We've cleaned it out after he passed away. Things happened, whatever. Mm, cleaned it up. And but basically, got rid of a few things, but really not a lot. And, and it's still there. A few things, but really not a lot. So and... after a conversation between Steph and I, Kate and Aaron next door, who is my niece who and her husband, it. who own it, we pay the utilities. Every it's the family shop. My brother, who comes here and does a lot of stuff, he's also, um, he does stuff there. At Christmas, Christmas Eve, we kind of had a conversation. Are we at the point the, the, where we need to change some things? And everyone agreed that a respectful amount of time has, has gone by to do something with the building that we want to do. We're, I yes. guess that's where we'll start. More than a year ago, Aaron bought a car lift. And it's been. And it's just not installed. And that was kind of a goal of his and, and ours. Really. And ours, because it would allow for lifting up of a heavy equipment. Right? Without a, without using the hydraulic jack or all of us have All of us have various levels of. Experience with fixing cars or. Lawnmowers or tractors or UTVs or whatever. But yeah, so like our major, one of our major goals for this year, and that's our collective major goal. As a whole family. Is to get the lift up. It's been sitting there and there just really hasn't been room for it to go up. We've had so much stuff, other stuff in there. And some of it's our stuff and some of it's their stuff. And it just... It hasn't worked out until now. So we talked about it at Christmas Eve. We made a plan. Everyone agreed to it. It sounds like a good idea. Last weekend, we made we made a plan. This, this past weekend. This is yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So, yes, Saturday, Sunday, we did a lot of work over there. And cleaned we, it out. And we had a plan. of Moved this equipment is, around, you know, moved. Tractors moved a lot out. of stuff. Yeah. To make room to, to make room so Aaron can install. Aaron's going to take care of that's his contribution to this whole project. He's going to take care of installing the car lift. Mm -hmm. My contribution Just is spent most of yesterday um, organizing a lot of the tools 
and some of them you're talking over since 1975 and my father had been a tractor mechanic for 20 some odd years before that before then. of tools which still worked fine for my tractor and we and that didn't include so, the stuff some, that some i of added tools to are it still still handy they are but so we, we, some of the more modern tools were kind of buried in the Culch. less useful tools so we still useful but less useful and tools. being able to find things dad because that's how dad had his points works. for dad had his points for everything he yeah. knew where stuff was and you didn't when you <laughs> when you did stuff in dad's shop he had to be there because it was definitely and stuff had to go back because he knew where everything was mm -hmm. we're changing his own system yeah and it didn't work for us. As does everyone. Everyone has their own system. And now we're just modernizing it to our system. Um, it, a simple little thing is there was on the wall, there was pegboard. He had a lot of different things on the walls. Change the pegboard around today. And today's project, I hung up and organized all the combination box open end wrenches they're all on the wall on pegs that's now you can look at the wall and see wrenches right so if you need a specific size wrench that's where it is which makes sense to us it does instead of think, in multiple toolboxes i think it makes sense to kate and aaron as well and also to your brother dad worked out dad worked out of toolboxes because sometimes he did he worked on farm machinery and forestry equipment yeah. and he never knew someone would call him their equipment would be either broke down in the field or in the woods mm -hmm. so he needed to take it with him he literally would had a certain toolbox or certain toolboxes that he would grab throw in the back of his truck and go and do field service well, right. well, if we need to do field service, we're dragging know, the tractor or whatever it here. is, but we're here. We're dragging it back to the we're, shop. We're not going off our property to do any sort of field service. Yeah. Um, and this, and I'm, and as we're going through this, there are tools that I don't know what they're for. He had specific, very specific tools for very specific things. And I'll, it might have been for replacing the clutch on someone's chainsaw or it might have been for adjusting someone's hay baler nodder out in the field and he had these very specific tools in kits so I, when i was just thinking we should do like a video like what do you think this is for <laughs> with some of these tools side note <laughs> that he had that did these things so we're not getting rid of them they're all going into one big box that goes i don't know what this this is the i don't know what this is but gonna, we, might, we, need we might need it someday so classic manor because <laughs> we accidentally threw out this was a one gallon am i involved in this was nope. I here okay, it was the original cleaning it was the original cleaning of the shop we accidentally threw out a one gallon tin can that had a piece of copper tubing off the side of it. 
he had what is this I, I don't two know. or three years later yeah, i'm working on her 8n tractor I had removed the hood. I had removed the gas tank and I'm doing stuff on the motor. I'm like, how do I make sure that everything runs? And it hit me. Dad was a Ford tractor mechanic. He had designed, he had built this one particular little gas can so that he could dump a gallon of gas and would hook a temporary gas line into the tractor while everything is apart to make sure it ran and then he would put everything back together. I learned my lesson right there that mm -hmm. you don't throw, there are certain that you just don't throw this stuff away. There just is because you don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you might I, I, when, I, when you buy a very old 1952 Ford, Ford 8N. And your father had been one of the, the one of the only mechanics in the area that worked on that particular equipment. So there's that for the shop. And then for the house, we're not doing any big redesign. We're doing a lot of updates. Um, there are some things that obviously when we built the house, we let's talk about the faucet that you just installed. We bought a new sink. Well, no, no, we got it at the restore. We got it at the restore. We got a recycled sink. But it came with a bad faucet. It did. Her father had a good Delta faucet in his, because he's a plumber among at, at, my, that time, yeah. at that time. So he gave us a uh, used Delta faucet, rebuilt it, put it in, it worked. But it wasn't the exact design that we wanted, but we live with it. Now she has, we, now we're at a point where we that's our first entry thing into the house was we I it, it, it feels so fancy it's it's just a regular faucet but it's like the pull down sprayer that's attached it's like just one piece and you it's all brushed aluminum it. it can go from the stream to the shower thing i don't know it's ridiculous but apparently normal people have these and for us that was our entry level. It's like a big upgrade for, for our, our sink. Just watching, watching. Because <laughs> um, we have a single base sink, right? So I have a dish pan that I wash. We don't have a dishwasher. Too much power because we're off grid. So we just have a single base sink. And so I need the sprayer just to like rinse off the dishes after I wash, get the soap off and stuff. And so that's always been our thing. And that's why we had like the regular Delta faucet with the sprayer and stuff. But it so, never was never right. Yeah. It was it, just, it was fine. It worked. It just didn't look nice. We're at a point now where we're kind of like, okay, we can start making things that work and also look nice. <laughs> that's, that's the difference where we're at right now. Our stove is the next project. Mm. We everything that we have, we work off gas, LP gas. Our stove was also, I think, a Craigslist find. Did it? Propane, and it does not have electronic ignition. It has pilot. It has pilot lights, which is amazing. If you live off grid, that's what you need. You need the pilot lights. You cannot have in the oven, especially the electronic ignition, because it uses so much power. So 
our stove is all pilot lights. And when we bought it, it came from a camp in northern Maine that was lightly used. It came, it was right. perfect. And you can find them brand new, but they're expensive. They're expensive. So her father, who was also a gas tech, along with he's, he's had many careers, uh, had many careers and many licenses. Mm -hmm. He rebuilt the stove to modern, modern code and installed it for us. And it's worked great for 12 years. It's been used multiple times a day, every day for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. You can imagine what it is getting used, cleaned, cleaned, cleaned. So I asked Steph, do you want a new stove? Well, that'd be kind of cool. So we were looking at it and like, we're not paying that for a new stove. So I got online and I didn't realize you can <clears throat> mechanically, the stove works fine. It just doesn't it does. look great. Mm. I did not realize that you can buy appliance paint. So through the magic of YouTube, I've learned how to redo a appliance and that's, we're going to redo our, redo the stove and rebuild it and make it look nice to fit in with everything else. So those are little things that we're doing this year. It's little things like that. Um, the electrical system in our house, we had random different lights. Everything in our house is LED, but over the course of the time of LEDs, different, everything has changed A lot. in 10 years. LEDs use so much less power than anything else. Right. Initially. Okay. So what, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, CFLs well, they, were like the big thing, the energy saver, the CFL bulbs. So we have a, we, we still have a few. Only on the outside. But we have replaced most of them now with the LEDs and and we're still in the process of figuring out, I don't know if you guys have ever shopped for LED lights, but there are different colors of them. So you got the warm ones, which are kind of more yellowy, and you've got the cold ones that are more blue. And we're still kind of in that mix of yellow and blue. Like the blue ones are bright and great for like outside but the yellow ones are really nice inside because of our the wood. log cabin wood it just it just looks better it's it not reflects as harsh nice. and also just fyi for anyone the yellow light is more like candlelighty business so it's more flattering for sure <laughs> just, mm, side note <laughs> So we're, we're doing little things like that, updating our light fixtures. Um, Steph has shopped around online with, and so is Emily and bought, they've bought some different lights that I'm going to install, update our lights, mm. um, update our electrical. Uh, yeah. I think our, what is our kitchen light? That thing over there, that's the Might last. Might be halogen. That is the last halogen light we have. And that is kind of our biggest like light fixture wise, that our draws. biggest power draw. So we need to replace that too. And that was six years ago. I think we put that in it, and that was again, cutting edge at the time. Cause it was low. It was micro halogen 
it mm. went on a strip. It's up in the bays. It shines yeah, down. You can't direct tiny... to the lights and whatnot. But it's, it was it's, it was the most expensive light. light. It but... was the most expensive light picture we bought for the house, so that she could have nice light in the kitchen. Because before that, I had a lamp on the counter. So huge upgrade. And now it's just now it's just done. So now we're going to replace that. She has some LED drop lights we're going to use. We have some different things we're going to do. And then even like our countertop, we our countertop, her father built the countertops for us. Um, we installed them. They got it. And he built all the cabinets too. all the cabinets. We painted heavily painted a the nice they're cleanable. They look good. But we figured out that in one particular section, if we bought a two by three butcher block, our top, most used part of the counter, basically, we can install that for very little money. Online is awesome. I, we <laughs> we hardly leave here because we buy so much stuff online, which is crazy because we live in a place where you can't like pizza delivered. So online for us is, is great. But I also just thought of something else. Wow. I don't remember when we started our podcast, but it was approximately one year ago that we got new solar panels. Oh my God. So that's a 2022 flashback that I think we haven't talked about before. We we live off grid. Obviously, I think we, everyone knows that by now. The techno when we bought the house, it was so much to put power this far off the road. Right. It was just it was easy. It was we. It made more sense for us to install solar. So we worked with a company that wasn't exactly local. They're in Maine. They're in Moosehead. Uh, they're up to Moosehead, which is in which Greenville. is in Greenville. Moosehead Solar. Also the, awesome. Um, they came down. They looked at us. We told them what they wanted to do. It took. And they scaled our system. So if you guys are looking at solar, any solar company that you talk to is going to be like, what are your needs? You need like 8 billion kilowatts or whatever. I don't even know. Right. The kilowatts don't make sense to me. But they. Add but they're going to try to upsell you until you get to this like certain point where you've got like 50 solar panels and this huge inverter and it's going to run your whole house all the time for like 20 billion years. years right it's okay so the system that we put in and this was the difference that greenville that that moose solar gave us they came like, down and said okay we see what you're doing because they often wired camps their and entire so, business model is working north of Greenville into the into the unorganized territories of Maine. Right. So our solar system 10 years ago, 11 years ago, whatever it was, mm -hmm. we had two solar panels. And they they said two. And they worked with us to design because at and that were, point um, we were building the electrical system in the house. So our two panels were 180 each watts a piece. So last year, about this time, my parents, as a Christmas gift, 
we're communicating with Moosehead Solar again about upgrading our panels. Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, we remember them. Mm -hmm. They loved it here. So they were talking with them and they were like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do that. Like, let's, let's see. And, and then kind of my mom kind of handed it off to me a little bit, like, tell us what you need. You know, we want you to have, you know, what's going to work for you. And so I started talking to Moosehead Solar again. And the technology technology has come so far that one panel will do now provides more power than our two panels. And so we ended up getting three, three new panels a year ago. And it's been amazing. Amazing. Because, you know, as, as we go, we've kind of added more things that require more power. You know, most of our big power thing, like our freezers are next door where we pay the power bill, which is grid connected, but we do have one freezer here and our refrigerator upgraded our appliances in the past few years to the most energy efficient appliance I could find because for a while we had just our, um, our kegerator fridge. Yep. Um, which was a deep freezer with a extra thermometer. I found plans for it online. We built our own refrigerator. It worked so good. It's, um, the thermostat basically controls the freezer and it makes it into a refrigerator. So I will look that up and figure out where I found it and we'll link that maybe. Um, but we did have that for years, especially, uh, when, when all the kids were here, that's what we had for refrigerator, which is a deep freeze that was converted to a refrigerator. And so our new refrigerator is a convertible one where the, the top of it can also be a refrigerator. So we've got the small door on the top and then the little door on the bottom. It's the highest energy star rating you can get but it's all refrigerator and it definitely like blows people's minds when we just open the top of the fridge and just like get a glass of water or anything Mm -hmm. out of the top of the fridge people are like what and it but it's convertible but when you look at our meter it to run it may when there's a little there's a spike yeah and there's a spike to like maybe 10 and then it drops back to three. Mm-hmm. It takes three amps to run our refrigerator. If the sun is out, it doesn't our even. Solar it doesn't even takes care of it. It yeah. With the new panels, so the new panels so have been amazing. So if anyone was... ever has any questions about solar and how to work on small scale solar without doing massive mm. kilowatt hours. Now you can, yes, that's, you, that's the big thing with solar companies. They want to know what appliances you have and how many, you know, kilowatts you're using and stuff. And it's like, that's why they want to sell you this huge, like billion panel system. It's not a billion. But it's, Moosehead Solar, before, like, before we, the first thing Moosehead Solar did with us, they gave us an eight page survey that we had to list two 
Do you right. do you have a hairdryer? Do you have a toaster? Do you have a hand mixer? Do you have a coffee maker? And all of these is and then because all of all of the heat producing appliances use power. And our biggest draw in this house, which really doesn't <laughs> you wouldn't think it was a big draw, a big thing, but our biggest power suck in this house is our well pump. And our daughter. No, our well pump. And Emily. Our well pump. <laughs> so we got a low flow, uh, no, not low a flow. Slow start. A slow start pump recommended by Moosehead Solar. And that makes a big difference on the power because the way it ramps up Does uses not slam. less power. It, and it doesn't slam the system. Uh, it's complicated. Like, if you want to know more about that, definitely like shoot us an email. And maybe if you guys want to, we'll do a whole thing on solar. Our inverter downstairs was built in Germany, and the technology from Germany is was it the technology that we have in our inverter downstairs is now what the United States is catching up to. Mm -hmm. The inverter downstairs knows more about how to manage the power than because we have solar <laughs> than we do, than we, do. <laughs> we have the solar panels we have a backup generator stuff runs and it will manage all of this if the generator is running and there's sun out it'll stop the generator and go to it will go it will with the new panels yeah the new panels actually will take over for the generator if it's sunny out we learned that uh Last uh, but, year, yeah, last year sometime because the, the generator in the winter, because the, the inverter is... the inverter was out was making a different alarm mm. that we had heard. It was a beep 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 instead of ah. But it was <sighs> the only time we ever heard the inverter noise. make a noise um, was when we turned on the floor sander. It did not like the floor sander and shut everything down. It only went ah for a short period of time and self protected everything and shut the power off. I feel like we've kind of got a little off track here. We kind of did. Okay. Well, maybe we'll get back on track. We'll get for back a on short track amount of time. for a short amount of time. Okay. Okay. So those are our four major goals for this year. We kind of, again, we kind of went sideways on uh, talking about solar, but it's kind of a passion of ours and we really do like talking to people about it. It's one of our things. If anyone ever needs any questions about it, Call us, email us, text us, whatever. We'll get back to you. And you can come and look at our stuff. But our four those are our four major goals this year. And conversely, it's gonna take a lot of time because we still gotta take care of cows. We gotta get we gotta get some steps planted, a whole bunch of garlic. We're managing that. We gotta do a lot of planting of our own. Mm -hmm. Um so we're scaling. I don't want to say, are I we scaling? I, I don't think we're scaling back. I think we're just changing. I think we're streamlining and and making it more ours. Ours, yes. So <laughs> instead of uh, here's an example. Instead of a five acre pumpkin patch, when it comes to fall, it's going to be one, and it's going to be 
surgically done um, with with we'll use the pumpkins as an example we know people have known this place for coming uh for coming here for pumpkins for at least the past five years three years four years five it's been five years that's a long time a lot of pumpkins so we're not going to have the massive so obviously we can't have space we can't have zero pumpkins right we're not going to have the glowing pumpkin field that uh, some people might be used to we're going to scale it back we're going to do pumpkins and what and we'll make it so we don't want so much waste that was our biggest thing was that with the pumpkins there was so much overplanting because it's commercial grade because mm-hmm. there were contracts to be filled mm-hmm. that we don't want the waste because people would ask us at the end what do you do with all those leftover pumpkins and like and we we sold as many as we could for like feed pumpkins for pigs and or this cows year chicken and that's what or... i actually felt like good this year is this we, year we cleaned up the field really really well good really well yeah with selling to after october 31st mm-hmm. no one really thinks about pumpkins except for food if they want to make pumpkin mm-hmm. stuff we made a bunch of donations oh to we made... animal sanctuaries to food pantries yeah um the coast guard that was not necessarily a donation oh it wasn't a donation oh okay well, they worked with us. But yes, they got a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> and we ended up, we cleaned the field so it looked good. At the end of the season, there wasn't pumpkins left over. Mm. Yeah, I talked to someone today who was here just before Halloween, and he was saying how amazed he was at how much damage from the deer and the turkeys and the porcupines and all the other wildlife around here that there was. Mm -hmm. And so then looking at the fields in like early November or like mid November, maybe Mm -hmm. that they were so clean of everything was just, that's, that's what we want. We want the fields to be. We don't want crops clean. left over. We don't want stuff just sitting there rotting. Because all of our stuff is edible, and we want it to go to people. Right. Whether and it's not for, not all to wild, wildlife, like not all the deer and turkeys and porcupines and like yes, we want it to be useful, and we want you know people who are raising animals to be able to benefit from what we're doing too. And we were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was the best year by far. Yeah, but we lucked out. Getting the fields clean. Because we could get in the fields. Even though it was very wet. Did I mention that earlier? I did. So we got, so we're scaling back a little bit inside. We're doing different things. Another thing we're, we're going to do, something that's been on our radar for a long time, years ago. This used to be a Christmas tree farm as well. That was something my father did. We're going back into that. We're going back into growing. And all of these things are long-term things. You play the long game. 
and we're going back. We made it started out with Steph was going to make six wreaths this year to put on the family cemeteries. You know, and and like our house and next door and you know whatever like our kids and she and once we she's actually really good at making these christmas trees so she ended up making how many did you end up making i think the final tally was somewhere around 22. which doesn't i mean that doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme but also have you ever made a wreath and that's a lot of work completely by hand in the shop by literally by hand and i made the bows too so it's a, it's a skill not everyone has right so we're, we're 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 going we have a lot of there is a old 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 christmas tree lot across the road that we're going to start like using a little bit we're going to plant some christmas trees we're going to plant we're playing the long game typically where we get our trees but... yeah um our family trees come across there um the rule is cut a tree if you anyone in the family can go across the road cut a christmas tree prune five that's the rule cut one prune five that's that's his job and you clean it up you make it you and you make a tree for someone else that and the, that's been the family rule for ever and we've been doing that so there are trees so we're Why looking we've been able to get some nice trees and what going a little bit more into the forestry type stuff that we haven't done just kind of more land management yep. really um, and, and that's kind of our whole thing is as far as taking over our own property again in the forestry is involved in that as well 10 years that we've been here when we came here it kind of had become a dead zone where our house is we kind of sit up on a ridge and everything on the ridge had been cut you could see so much <laughs> so much more when we moved here than you can see now because everything's grown up and because we've managed into small lots we've cut things down we've managed mm -hmm. we we have rabbits we have everything in the in you have everything from like, like we don't raise rabbits we just have wild like bunnies random wild rabbits that showed up they're living here that brings in different things that brings in the things that hunt bunnies that thing right foxes and coyotes foxes are cool coyotes There's not, not so, so much, much a fan but it is what it is we also have a lot more deer which we we've been building that herd and we so hunt many turkeys we have <laughs> so many turkeys and our birds of prey that's one of the things we are kind of proud of we see so many eagles we have eagles we have we have a family of hawks that have lived in this valley now for at least four seasons yep and we and we 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 make a little bit of fun because we're like oh it's baby hawk mm -hmm. it's not 
a baby hawk anymore. But you can from we, when we have moved here, we've got we have to been know through generations of baby hawks. And we know their colorings and we and know their markings. Yelling. It's just kind of cool that you see the, the evolution and things growing back here in the valley. Um, yeah. We're on a ridge in a valley, which is strange. We understand that. Tell people this and they don't get it. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes we'll go over the gel. Someday we'll do a, the geology of this whole place. And we also have um, our access to the brooks have gotten better. The, the little river that runs through here has gotten better. Um, we know from people who fish here that all of a sudden we're getting there's some wild trout coming back it we feel good in the last 10 years of the things that we've done here to affect and it's not just us it's the family working together to make this area yeah not not more wild but more wildlife friendly all right. Does I guess that's it. I mean, we harvest deer and we choose very specifically if we're going to take a deer from here or somewhere else. We generally know if that's a mama deer or if that's right. a baby deer. And the, we have the bucks are wily. And we also we have very specific we have we let our people hunt on our land it's there it's understood that if you come here these mm -hmm. are the rules that you hunt under and you are given a certain area that you can hunt right you over here and also park here so that if anyone else is hunting here they know that and another hunter is there which everyone that we allow to hunt here anyway is they're rule followers they're wearing their orange like Everyone you really don't have to worry rules. about it, but it's also really more for us that we know who's here and we can look and say, oh, that's so-and-so's truck. And we've so had, we know who's here. And we've had random people just show up and go, we've seen deer. Right. We've okay. driven by, we've seen so many deer here. Can we hunt So deer? we have onesies, twosies, threesies that will just show up and like, <sighs> okay, this is where you can go and we allow that to happen because we try to work we want to manage our herd we... but also watch out for the cows right and number one rule is don't shoot at the house mm -hmm. because you can't you see can't our... really see our house from the road right i guess this is i don't know if we so ever actually said right that we there's a lot we have a lot of acreage it's over, it, it, it's into the triple digits that us and the family manage in this particular valley. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we feel responsible for that. We also, because when you own that much, you feel, you, at least for us, you take on a responsibility of being stewards, you're not owners, because you're passing this on. And we want other people to be able to enjoy the benefits that we have. Mm -hmm. Which and kind of goes back to us taking over with the spears. farming of the land mm -hmm. and the management of it. And then talking about the tree growth and 
It's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just us. I'm glad we have other people uh, who are involved in it. Mm-hmm. That you know, because because it's it's a family thing. Yeah, there are co-owners, and we have family, and we and have family adjacent meetings. Adjacent to us, and there are you know they own their part, we own our part, and then we own There's two parts common. together. And it's just, it's nice that we can all work together. And what we, we, we've never, there's never been an argument. We work through a plan of how we want to do things. Your mom would be so proud. She would. And that was what their biggest thing was because my father and my mother had okay, built. So anyone who knew Lorraine Grinnell just... <laughs> Just know she'd be happy. She would be. And if you've listened to us this far, you already know that. Because <laughs> they were very concerned that they would be arguing. There has never been an mm -hmm. argument. It's more about, okay, how? what is the end game? What do we want to do? What's, what's, what's the best thing we can do? And so everyone has kicked in ideas. Yeah. And we've worked these ideas. Some of them didn't work and so we back up so for 2023 these are our goal those were our goals but we're one mm -hmm. of my personal goal for 2023 with this podcast is that I'm going to do more Steph may not be involved every time I've talked to people who are willing to come in and be guest speakers. We'll have some interviews. Um, and it's all going to be related to type of it when we're, we're going to kind of expand out of the just the farming of what goes on. But it's more of this lifestyle. Um, one of the things that we can we I talked about as I have a friend of mine, uh, Matt Norton, he's going to he and I are going to talk about sit down talk about cooking and prepping meat whether it's your pig that you raised the beef that you raised the deer you shot matt is very good at processing and making he excellent at that um new year's eve we were down to his family's place and the stuff that they had made <laughs> The brisket was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where they got the brisket, but it was delicious. Yeah. They also had they also had a deer roast that was wrapped in our bacon. They and had different jalapenos, things. Jalapenos, jalapeno poppers, poppers, things wrapped in bacon. Weekend, that delicious. they had smoked and just so we're gonna start doing different things on this channel. I want to expand it and just be more and talk and more interview stuff podcast Pod channel well podcast channel whatever it is but and my own personal goal is to learn more so to take <laughs> because our oldest daughter has also started her own business is kind of starting to take off with what is she, like all the stuff that she does right she's uh currently making a variety of soaps 
this year new for her was uh, laundry detergent. Her salves have been very popular the past few years. The honey-based stuff. Not honey, uh, beeswax. Beeswax, that's it, yes. Beeswax-based stuff. Yeah, so she's kind of looking to expand her market, and she sells stuff here in our farm stand, and uh, she's hoping to get some retail, one of which the, would be amazing. One of the local stores, the local one of the local general stores, uh, the Washington General, Sean, they're they're talking um it that's one of the things we also want to work on in this year is more we've joined some of the local groups of working together with these things and we've had some success not so much success it, it, it's just hard because a lot of people are tied up they have time so we're kind of just like doing it on our own talking mm -hmm. to people in town working amongst ourselves um in 20 in 2022 that was one of the things the general store came down all the pumpkins that were at the general store up in the village which is awesome by the way you came go from there. here washington general store it's great good food groceries excellent selection of beer mm-hmm lottery tickets if you're into that i guess um good place it's a very nice general store great owners we they actually sean. got voted one of the best in new england and we love sean and amy yeah um another place that we work with and we want to do more of the, with this year is the poor farm in in union, union. we've done things with, with bill they they make beer it's it's a little microbrewery that's mm -hmm. local. He hosts tons of events, educational events. They make great beer. And one of the things through COVID, he actually started a beer delivery service for the first year of COVID when everything was shut down. Bill was delivering beer. You would on Thursdays. You would call. You'd make your order and he would come and refill your, you trade out your growlers. And like when he says he, he means actually the owner of the brewery would deliver here. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. And it was, what do you call it? Distance. You'd so, leave it on your steps, distancing. social distancing. You would leave it on your steps, Bill. It was like an old time. And, the, and well, except for the paying online part. And we did it online. He'd just trade out and you'd have, you didn't have to leave. So ever since that, that was one of the greatest things we wanted to support them. And I don't know, was it last year or this year? They had a trebuchet. They had a, one last of his year. things was from medieval times. Someone came in with a micro, with a small trebuchet. They wanted pumpkins. We supplied the pumpkins for the trebuchet to be able to throw. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, 2021. Yeah. Um, it's all blur, right? It, it, right? The last two Am years right? kind, of blue, kind of blurred together. But these all of our local little businesses, we, we know each other now. And we're mm -hmm. trying to help each other. And that's actually one of the things our our goal for this for 2023. Oh, this is another one. 
I don't know what number this is. This is number five. We've always done the, the pumpkins and all of that. That's everything. But after that, everything kind of shuts down. This year, in December, at some point between a little bit after Thanksgiving, we're going to host a Christmas festival where there'll be Christmas trees, wreaths that you can buy local. We'll have local people come here and we're doing a Christmas fest. That is, that is many months from now. And a lot tuned. of planning and stay tuned. But that's one of the other goals that I have. It's a lot of goals. It's a lot of goals, but we got a whole year to plan it out. And a lot of editing for Anna. And a lot of editing for poor Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, so where this is where we're at. We're kind of at the end. So this is it. This is it. This is where we're at for the end. You're going to see some different styles of podcasts coming out. I see. He means here. And we're looking for an, a good year. Um, Isn't everyone? We are. Everyone has goals. We, some of them we may achieve, some of them we won't, but. Oh, Debbie Downer. Um, hey, just being realistic, but sometimes things get pushed. That's why I have lists so I can cross things off. You have a, she has a lot of lists. <laughs> some people say goals, I say list. It's just me. We, lo- we realize it's been a long podcast. Thank you for staying with us. But if, if you have, if you have high five, high five, Woo! Thank you. <laughs> but you will see some different people here. It's not just going to be us. And it's just going to be me and Steph. It's going to be, even though we're very popular, we are popular in a very small way, very um, small, but okay. So everyone, thank you for staying with us. Been a long podcast. The other thing, oh, we do have to give a shout out to Allegra and her group. Brittany and Jackson. Jackson. We we do have some uh, podcasts we also follow, and that would be uh, Homegrown Horror Pod with Brittany and Jackson. They are, they are friends of our oldest daughter. And Who they- Who edits our videos, thank God. She's the best. They- if you like to get into some different things of is it true crime or is yeah, it it's it, like main history true crime sort of things little ghosty type stuff and then also allegra's is the forest bath pod for yep to me and to us their podcasts are very polished very nice they're very they have been doing it longer less, than we less chaotic than they're... what's happening right now <laughs> And we're going to have them on our podcast. Um, we shout out to them. They've been here multiple times. They've stayed at our little camp that we have. Um, they're very nice people. And we I have known all of them for years and years. Literally since Anna. I mean, they're kids to us, but they're really not kids. They're not like, kids. Take them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we picture them yeah, as he laughed, but take them seriously. We we absolutely take because they their podcast is 
They're We're, so much better at podcasting than us. We just want to get to that point. So they will be on our podcast. Um, different people that we're going to get to come in and just talk with us. So I guess that's about it for tonight. Thank you very much. And it's Steph's wavering hand in the air. Time to wrap it up. Time to wrap this up. Supper's all done. So from Jeff and Steph at Two Rock Ridge Farm, thank you very much. And hope you have a great 2023 and stay with us. This is going to be a fun year. This is Anna from Two Rock Ridge. If you enjoyed this episode, why not follow us on all of our social media? Our link tree can be found in the description of this episode. That's it from us this time around. Happy farming and thank you for listening.